Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to day number 11 of our Easter countdown. This is kind of a late-night version tonight, and uh, so thank you for tuning in with us, those of you who may be watching live, but I suspect a number of you will do it, uh, watch it after it's recorded, and uh, probably tomorrow or the next day. But anyway, this uh, I wanted to do this late at night just to give you a little bit of a feel uh, for the process that led up to the death of Jesus on the cross. So uh, this is from uh, Matthew chapter 27, and uh, this is Jesus before Pontius Pilate. Uh, by the way, I hope you are watching uh, the whole series uh, because uh, the more you watch, the more you learn, the more you learn, the more you get into the Bible, the more you get into the Bible, the more you're impacted by the hope of the Easter story. And uh, we need we need a hope that is secure these days. So I hope that you're doing that. And uh, also, remember, on Easter Sunday, we are going to make it interesting for you because somebody is going to win a brand new iPad, and it'll be the person who can answer all the, it's now 25 questions, of an electronic live quiz that we'll be doing over the internet on Easter Sunday, okay? Uh, to participate in that quiz, I'm going to need your your name, your cell phone, your email. And uh, you've got to have the internet in your house, and it works best if you've got two devices connected to the internet, okay? Uh, one to see the questions of the game and one to answer. So we'll explain that as we as we get moving toward Easter. But this is from Matthew chapter 27. And this is Jesus uh, before Pontius Pilate. Now, if you really study the Easter story and from Good Friday into Easter Sunday, at least those are the traditional days that we use, um, you will see that Jesus goes through six trials, really. So he's before Annas and then Caiaphas. Those are the two acting high priests, Annas and then Caiaphas, and then the Sanhedrin, uh, and then Pilate, and then Herod, and then back to Pilate. This whole process takes uh, several hours. It is very odd. It is very mm, bizarre if you know about the way that people should have been tried as per Jewish law. There is a number of anomalies with this whole process, a number of problems with the whole process. It is a hastily done process. It is rushed. It is illegal in many ways. And we'll probably get into that on uh, Good Friday in some shape or form and explain that to you. Uh, but this is, this is the end of it. And um, here you see Jesus before Pontius Pilate, the Roman uh, uh, governor. Um, who's in charge of um, of Judea? I stood in front of a monument that was made uh, to Pontius Pilate with his name on it, and for many years people didn't even believe Pontius Pilate was a real person. Well, the the monument kind of does away with that. But anyway, Matthew chapter twenty seven, uh, and picking it up at verse fifteen. Now, it was the governor's custom at the feast, this is the feast of Passover, to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. In today's language, this would be a presidential pardon. Uh, we do see this, the leaders of state, often at certain times in the calendar year, they will release and, and uh, people from prison. And so this is essentially a presidential pardon moment here. 
And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. And uh, Barabbas was, uh, we learned from Mark and Luke and John, an insurrectionist who had participated in a rebellion against the Roman government and uh, was involved in some type of murder as a result. He probably would have been popular to the crowd because he opposed Rome. Uh, he was probably a member of the Zealots and participated in some type of rebellion. So, when the crowd had gathered together, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas, or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they handed Jesus over to him. So, he throws that title in and calls Jesus the Christ, uh, perhaps to anger the crowd uh, but uh, he definitely throws it in intentionally. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. Just checking my sound volume is good. Uh, because of him. Uh, but the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. It's an interesting passage because uh, here we see his wife is saying, don't get, in, don't get involved with him. This is a bad political move for you. And But, Matthew says, the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas. Probably at that point, uh, Pontius Pilate would have rather handed Jesus back to this crowd, but he does not get that. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. Hmm. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called Christ? And they answered as if in unison, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate, and they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. What an ironic statement. All the people answered, Let his blood be on us and on our children. What an ironic statement, for it is the blood of Jesus that forgives us for our sin. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Now, one lesson that we can learn from this incident, no matter what Pilate tried, he could not evade the fact that this crowd wanted Jesus to die. He was backed into a corner. And if you know a little bit about Pilate and some of the, uh, the history that we see about him in the history books, he was in a very precarious situation as the prefect of Judea. And uh, the emperor uh, was not too happy with Pilate because of an incident that had taken place not too far in the past from there. And he could, he, this was a very, very sensitive situation. And Pilate was stuck between a rock and a hard place. And no matter how he tried to get out, even though he tried the presidential pardon, 
he ended up having Jesus flogged and ultimately crucified. It is a very important thing to observe that in the whole process of the the betrayal, the arrest, the six trials of Jesus of Nazareth, all of the anomalies and the oddities and the illegalities of everything that took place, all of the rush to try and do something with this man and get him out of the way so they wouldn't have a riot on their hands at Passover. It is as if some sort of invisible force is pushing this man to the cross. I know that sounds a little bit strange, but when you study the politics, when you study the legalities, you see that it's almost it's almost ridiculous the amount of problems um, that took place in all of this, and yet still he ends up being crucified. And there is a very large lesson for us to learn. Ultimately, the crucifixion, the death of Jesus on the cross was the will of God the Father. It was the Lord's will to crush him, the prophet Isaiah wrote. We can't pin it on Pontius Pilate. We can't pin it on the Pharisees. We can't pin it on the high priests. We can't pin it on Herod. We can't pin it on the Sanhedrin. We can't pin it on anybody. We can we can pin it on all of us, maybe, but we can't pin it on one particular group. But ultimately, this thing was the will of God orchestrated to perfection for the salvation of all mankind, the gift of salvation offered to us all. Let his blood be on us and on our children. They didn't even know what they were saying, but it is ultimately the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that forgives us for our sin and enables us to have a fresh walk with God and to be a new creation and to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit in this life and even in the life to come. A powerful, powerful lesson from this attempt at Pontius Pilate to do the presidential pardon. So I hope that you'll keep tracking with us, and thank you for uh, tuning in live, whoever did uh, just now, but uh, that was a late-night edition. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.